Welcome back to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for everyone. Like CM Punk, we're here to make money, but so far we've only made friends, and that's good too. I'm Abigail. I'm joined by my co-host Jillian, and it's been a hell of a week in wrestling. Jillian, how are you holding up over there? I have a lot of feelings, um, but I am I am bearing the weight of those feelings mm -hmm. magnificently. You're powerful, and I've always respected that about you. That's my thighs. Thank you. Um, would you and your thighs like to talk about SmackDown? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get right into it. Um, SmackDown opens 100 years ago last mm -hmm. Friday with uh, Becky Lynch and all her friends arriving at SmackDown. Um, whenever I see Shotzi with these wrestlers, all I think is one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. Well, I told you it was like, I mean, I like Shotzi just fine. I'm never excited to see her, but I, you know, she's yeah. entertaining, but like at some point when she was like walking down the ramp with them, I'm like, she's just the person that cannot believe her fucking luck that she is like in with <laughs> these ladies. Like, she's just like, holy shit. Am I really here? And I would feel the exact same way. Like I totally get it. It's very relatable, I think. And I will try <laughs> to keep is. that in mind when I'm like, Shotzi's cringe. Ugh. She is no very relatable her. that way. She has a lot of energy. So Shotzi's excited. Fans are excited. Um, Bailey is not excited to see Charlotte and Becky back together. No, I feel like, I mean, obviously Bailey knows their powers united better than anybody, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. um, she does not want to face that. So she just kind of like, resorts to like all her low blows that she can yeah. but I've, I've seen her go lower <laughs> to be honest it's true she's been meaner yeah i did really like when she was like um charlotte used to call me all the time and complain about <laughs> becky and becky used to call me all the time and complain about charlotte but good news guys i didn't tell anyone <laughs> i Bailey love Bailey. monster <laughs> she's amazing. so good i know she's great <laughs> and like <laughs> Charlotte is just as mean as Becky. Sometimes I think Charlotte, not Becky, I'm sorry, Bailey. Sometimes Charlotte is meaner. And she's like, uh, where are your friends? Do you even have any friends? Mm. <laughs> I know. Um, and as we leave this segment, Bailey dishes out one of her classic cutting burns. She uh, calls Charlotte a big old idiot. It's one of my favorite things when she just calls people idiots. It's so funny. So... Coming out of this, Becky has declared that any two damage control ladies can take on her and Charlotte in the main event. So we have a lot to mm -hmm. look forward to tonight. Very exciting way yes. to kick off Friday night. Um, backstage, Bailey is like, hey, guys. Hey, damage control. Look at me. Did you see what I did? Um, did you think they seemed excited for her at all? It's still so much of this, like, obviously they're talking about her behind her back and like, she can't do anything right because she keeps trying to do the shit that she's always done. Mm -hmm. And the, obviously like the, the, the tides have changed. I don't know what the word is I'm trying to use. It's like, I, I wrote down, I was like, they for sure hate her. <laughs> yeah. It's so pain. And like, she knows it. We know it, but we see her trying not to know it. 
Yep. Um, and she's trying to like step back into her leadership role. And Dakota's like, yep. oh, actually, like, it's going to be you and Asuka because we all decided when you were out doing your thing. Sorry. And Asuka's like so aggressive lately, just like close quarters aggressive. Like, she's just very fractious. Is that what it yeah. is? Like, it just seems like she will fuck you up any second. That's a very appropriate word. The veterinarian has used that word to describe my cat's behavior. Mm. So he's fractious a, is perfect. He's a tiny little ball ready to burst. Well, I mean, look, he and Oscar have a lot in common. They're cute. They're violent. They're unpredictable. Sometimes they mm -hmm. spit on you. <laughs> That's fair. So Bailey is, is clearly not in a good place. Um, mm-hmm. But a tag team that's in a slightly better place is the Street Profits, as they have a championship match against Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, it's hard to say a lot of new and interesting things for me about any of these guys wrestling yeah. because it's always really good. Yeah. Thank but you. one thing that we can talk about is BFAB is still up to her shenanigans. BFAB is, I just like, this is the first time I really noticed, but she is super jacked. Yeah, she's fit. She is way <laughs> like, fit. Like, I feel like she could take down Bobby. I think she could, like, do you know sometimes dudes pick up the rolly chairs and they throw them on wrestling? I think <laughs> yes. Fab could hoist a rolly chair and just pitch yeah. it at you if she wanted to. She would have no problem, like, putting the table up together like lifting it out from under the ring throwing it into the ring she's just very strong what if she's like bobby let me deadlift you and that's what <laughs> they've been talking about for weeks he's like i don't want that but just hear me out and they cut away again <laughs> we never find out I think one thing I thought about a lot during this match was it didn't feel to me like it really cemented the street profits as heels which I think is what we're supposed to be doing. It still just feels very much like a, um, we're doing this to please dad, dad yes. being Bobby Lashley in this instance. Like, it's not like they really want to do this. They're just like, well, I guess the other way didn't work. So let's try this way. And when I was watching the match, which was a really good match. I mean, you know, obviously I thought for a hot second, like maybe the titles will change hands. Maybe that would be interesting, really but too. like, I don't know that they're going to get any traction as a tag team under Bobby Lashley. No, I kind of feel the same way. It feels like they did it for the suits and now <laughs> they're starting to realize that they could have just bought suits with their own money and it wouldn't have been a big deal. And they probably have a lot of money. So I think it would have been fine. Right? Like Bianca is like Montez, you idiot. I would have made you a suit. Yeah. All you yeah. have to do is ask. She's like, I'm amazing and can do anything. Why didn't you just ask me? So just when we thought that it might be the Street Profits moment, uh, who appears but Mommy? Mm -hmm. She ends up costing them the match. Uh, Finn and Damien retain, and Bobby is really pissed. Do you think he's pissed at Mommy or at the Suit Profits? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> I mean... I We've seen before, I think he's just blaming the prophets no matter what, right? Because yeah. he has that power over them, so he can do whatever he wants. That's what heel leaders do, right? Yes. Like, they're a lot mm -hmm. like real life bad leaders in that yes, way. Yes, it's 
very Roman Reignsy in that mm. respect. You know what though? I feel like Bobby really lacks the menace of Roman Reigns. He seems too nice. Yeah, he also doesn't um, provide like buffets and jets. Right, like he's not that Is level he feeding yet. Them? So he's got a ways to go. I don't know if he's giving him water. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't have a <gasps> maybe Beefab is his wise woman. Mm, I kind of love that. She's like, here's the thing. Unless you're giving them the mahi mahi, mm -hmm. you can't expect them to perform like the Usos. Except it like, all makes sense now. Unlike we get to hear everything Paul Heyman says, they'll just constantly cut BFAB off. Right. Well, that makes sense. She's a woman. <laughs> we'll never hear her wise counsel. No, it's, it's better that way. <laughs> it might be really good advice. Bobby, hear me out. I got these two guys. <laughs> Let's create a just stable. Listen. Just listen. <laughs> so after this, uh, we take a step back from the wrestling action and we get into what is one of the most amazing segments in wrestling history. Probably the most groundbreaking, groundbreaking piece of like, I don't know, television journalism. I'm not sure what to call it, but just like really important earth shattering revelations were made. I really, I really want to do this one justice. Um, but I gotta, I gotta skip. Well, no, I'm going to try to go through this without skipping to the end. Grayson Waller is also wearing a cookie monster jacket, just like Seth was. Yeah. Maybe they shopped together. I don't know. Yes. They like Sweet. bought a bunch of uh, fabric together and yes. asked Bianca to make them jackets. And she was like, this is stupid, but I will do it for 50 bucks. She's like, it'll take me five minutes because I'm that amazing. Not a big deal. Um, as Grayson is talking his shit, KO's music hits, but we don't mm -hmm. get KO. Uh, what do we get instead, Jillian? We get KO. No, it's uh, mm. Austin Theory mm. as KO, and it's one of the most like viscerally upsetting experiences because it's so wrong. It's like that scene in The Lost Boys where um, David gives Michael the takeout container oh, and God. he's asked him how he likes it and it's it's maggots you know how I it's that upsetting it's, it's that kind of switch maggots are the worst things on the planet that's absolutely true <sighs> um thankfully there's one thing i will say for this though like austin theory has really studied ko's entrance yeah forms it really well it's the only thing i've ever seen him perform well in my life so i was very impressed it's probably because he realizes how garbage his own entrance is because all yes. he does is put his two fingers up in the air and talk and point himself while traffic goes behind him. So Lame. maybe he's just trying to learn how to be better. I love that for him. But even more, I love that KO is like, what are you doing? What is this? Like you <laughs> announced him as a guest. So he's here, which is very KO. He's very literal his meta commentary really makes me so happy all the time like he's very aware of the rules of wrestling <laughs> he knows them he studied them i really appreciated that he was like i thought we could put our differences aside and then share grilled cheese and catering we could be friends i just i just want him to come on the show just like once yeah, just talk to us just one time i really feel like we could form a lifelong friendship 
he also he's very incensed because he thinks theory went through his bag i will say that grayson waller plays along in this segment just amazingly well like they kind of bounce off of each other and it's hilarious we transition a little to a discourse on los angeles night and ko was like look if you keep saying his name he's Mm -hmm. going to come out and lo and behold yes uh beetlejuice is summoned los angeles (laughs) night is here he begins promoing and i'm gonna ask you to take us through the greatest moment not just in the history of professional wrestling but of this podcast so a lot of it is fuzzy because i was in such hysterics and excitement over what happened los angeles referred to austin theory as a town clown and in that moment i knew he was a fan of the podcast so los angeles night thank you for being one of our 15 listeners (laughs) (laughs) we love you i'm not gonna say you're our favorite of the 15 because for me that's my husband but i mean right after him buddy it's you (laughs) yeah Oh my God, that was incredible. We were both like screaming at each other via text. I, I looked at my husband and I said, did that just happen? Did that just happen? I let, I like looked over at my spouse and I was like, did you hear that? And they were just like nodding their head with like a small smile on their face. I was like, he listens to the podcast. I was being humored in that moment, but it's fine. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? I believe in you. So that's all that matters. And I believe in you. And that's why this works. Um, Things pretty much go as you would expect from here. (laughs) The punching happens. Plants are thrown. Mm -hmm. Eventually, there's a match where Los Angeles and KO team up to take on Grayson and Austin. And uh, during this match, Michael Cole just buries the shit out of the two of them graves is like why are ko and los angeles so mean to them and cole's like well they're stupid they're awful and i hate them (laughs) and uh austin theory's not very good on commentary did he say at one point i can't remember if he was referring to these guys but i remember cole saying like i'm sorry but it's true (laughs) was he talking about that might have i think that might have been it yeah (laughs) oh cole you old man so it is not a surprise la knight and kevin owens win um mm-hmm. and grayson waller and austin theory lose forever heroes after this we up the emotional stakes a little bit uh yeah. carlito is here and he is really pissed at santos escobar what did you think about like santos shirt when he came out was it the loudest shirt you've ever seen i don't remember the shirt it was so loud what was it? How am I not remembering like just this? Dramatic, bright colored pattern. Oh, I think I just like accepted it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I mean, liked, liked it. I must have liked it. He looked great. So he always I'm really great. enjoying Santos that. right now. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about uh, your Santos experience. I, just <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it just piggybacking on last week when he was telling Ray that he hoped his surgery didn't go well. Yeah. It's still one of the most ridiculous things to say and it makes me laugh so hard every time I think about it. But I really think Santos like Santos's promos are always great. Like he's yes. really good on the mic, which Agreed. again pisses me off further that he's not the US champion like he should have been. 
Um, so I'm very Team Santos in all of this. Um, mm -hmm. Me too. Uh, I think he's doing a great job of blaming everyone but himself in true heel fashion. Which is hilarious um, when he's like, Carlito, this is really your fault. <laughs> okay, dude. Okay. Carlito's like, I came in way late to the party, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just really enjoy this energy. So they have they have a little scrap. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you felt about this. I was really surprised. Um, you know, the refs end up helping Carlito backstage and Dragon Lee comes to his rescue. And then later... Nick Aldis reveals that Carlito is too injured to fight Santos at the pay-per-view. And Dragon Lee is like, say my name and I'm there. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Did that kind of startle you? Because I really thought, like, Carlito's moment. Yeah, I I don't know if this was, like, planned all along or if Carlito actually had injured himself. Not in that moment, but, you know, they always recreate right. things. So I, or... I mean, they keep referring back to when Ray was like, he's the future of Lucha Libre. So maybe they just really wanted to work him into this. Maybe Carlito and Santos wasn't an interesting enough part of the ticket for people. And they were like, shit, Dragon Lee is real popular. Let's put him in. I feel like Carlito has no shortage of popularity. Like, we love him from way back. We're happy mm -hmm. he's back. I almost wonder if it's like, if you tell me that Carlito is facing Santos, I'm going to kind of assume that Carlito is going to win. Yeah. Like if this was a video game, Carlito's stats are better than Santos. Yeah. But Dragon Lee's aren't. Mm -hmm. Not that he, I mean, he's an amazing competitor. I'm not talking about who's like better in the ring or whatever. Just like if we're doing that kind of like popularity metrics who's been around the longest and i wonder if that's why like it gives dragon lee a showcase but it protects santos and carlito it could be from the match with each other yeah i mean he's a baby right so he needs mm -hmm. to really establish himself and he's very he's also really fun to watch so i think i don't know 100%. i'm hoping that this isn't like the end of carlito's carlito because i'm really excited that he's around again me too me too so we'll have to see um one thing i forgot to mention that i really liked is when santos was like why are you late all the time <laughs> it's like you're jay uso or something but he's like where's your tattoo where's your lwo colors you don't mm. actually give a shit about us and i feel like that was a really good point like Carlito, really are you really one of us i'm really one of us he's got one foot in one foot out but santos mm -hmm. was committed he was, he was sure, maybe maybe now he's the lwo alone you know it's just him oh it's just him Moose. lone wolf order mm -hmm. i love that so still backstage um lots of stuff is happening uh charlotte and becky are already fighting mm -hmm. bianca tries to heal their bond uh side note bianca looks so beautiful on friday i mean she always does but yeah like, what the hell she's amazing she's a unicorn and charlotte communicates that she's a little concerned that bailey has this plan so she wants to have a plan um becky is really acting like an asshole here for my money like she's Absolutely. not giving charlotte a chance right yeah she's being a big baby she's being a big baby and having a lot of tantrums um this is going to be a theme throughout the mm -hmm. night so 
you know, later we're going to see Becky brooding backstage and Bianca is like, hey, look, we're friends, but Charlotte's right. She's just trying to help. And like, we didn't used to get along, but look at us now. And Becky, to her credit, is like, okay, yeah, but being a big, dumb asshole is kind of my jam. You know? When did Becky turn into, like, the Tasmanian devil? I don't... I don't know. It's like this hot-headed thing. I... She's like a chaos agent, and I don't ever remember it being that way. And I think it makes sense to portray her as, like, always ready to fight, like, ready to go at a moment's notice. But this sort of, like, irrational thing felt dumb yeah. to me. Yeah, it seemed like unlike her. And anti-Irish, to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. And anti-redhead. Um, anti-redhead, for sure. <laughs> we also get to see this whole drama play out from Charlotte's perspective, when she and Shotzi have a very tender after-school special <laughs> moment. It's so weird. It was very weird, like... And it also felt so real to me because Shotzi was like, do you remember like everyone was mean to me, but you like told me I was beautiful and inspiring. And Charlotte's like, okay, yeah, just shut up about it. It felt real and forced at the same time. It felt like Charlotte did not want it. Yeah. Which is what made it feel real to me. She's like, okay, this isn't what I do. This isn't. <laughs> no. I don't pick anybody uh... up. Just go. So, you know, feelings are running high, but eventually Becky and Charlotte do come together again backstage and they are mm -hmm. all good. But I was disappointed. I don't know about you. Charlotte did not tell Becky she's beautiful. No, I mean. And inspiring. That might be a ways down the road. I just, I want it now. I know. I understand. Maybe after Survivor Series. So the night ends with Bailey and Asuka taking on Becky and Charlotte. Want to take us through this? I've been talking a lot. Take us through it. Um. Well, at one point, I know Cole said that. Um, I don't know who he was referring to. One of them likes to get on Bailey and get all over her, and I was like, Cole, let's let's dial that <laughs> back a little bit. Um, easy there, big guy. So good match overall. Mm -hmm. I kept waiting, honestly, for I I I keep waiting for the betrayal. I keep waiting yes. for the betrayal. The betrayal isn't coming. Um, <laughs> at one point, Charlotte speared Asuka onto Becky while Becky had Bailey pinned. So that was like tense moment, obviously, right? Because Becky's like, you right. were trying to mess with me. You know, like hothead Becky can't mm -hmm. control herself. And so ultimately they lose the match because of that, right? Bailey takes advantage right. of their bickering. Uh, which of course is like us like is this what's gonna happen at Survivor Series? They gotta get their shit together. Well, I think that's a perfect uh segue into Survivor <laughs> Series. Wow. <laughs> perfect. If I knew it was gonna be a segue, I would have been way more sophisticated, but I thought you. you did great. It's you know what okay. it is? It's your it's your natural openness, not sophistication that we need to be what the show is. Are you calling me unsophisticated? Yeah, I absolutely am. But I'm also calling myself that if it helps. <laughs> gotcha. We're just a couple of dorks with a podcast, all right? That's true. That's true. So overall impressions of Survivor Series. If you had to give this a star rating out of five stars, what would it be? Damn, I wasn't ready to rate it. Let me think. Um, rate it. Rate it now. I'm going to give it four. Okay. 
I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it three point five. Okay, I think that's because I felt like some of the middle content mm-hmm. did not live up to the bookends. Mm-hmm. That's fair, and it had nothing to do with the performers in those matches. Everybody did a fabulous job. I think that's fair. So we kick things off. Um, pretty high excitement. Women's War Games match. So we've got Team Bianca, Shotzi, Charlotte, and Becky versus Damage Control, which is, of course, Bailey, Asuka, Io, Kyrie, and their good friend, Dakota Kai. Can I mention something really quickly about the opening stuff? No. Yeah, of course you can. So one, I would like to say I fucking hated Corey's jacket so much, and I knew that... So bad. Um, I knew that it was going to be like a theme throughout the night, a lot of camouflage stuff. And Sergeant really Slaughter like... wants his coat back. I don't like camouflage. But anyway, um, so you know in the part where they're like at the opening and they just keep showing like serious like video of wrestlers just like looking at the camera and just yes. like looking at the camera? I had this thought that if Ludwig were in the opening, it would just be his nipples looking at the camera. <laughs> where his eyes should be. Okay. Anyway. On to the women's match. Sorry about the interruption. That's okay. Um, For me, and I think this will be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. For me, this was the match of the night. It was definitely better than the men's match. That's what I thought. I thought the men's match, not to get too far ahead, relied too much on surprises. Mm -hmm. And not enough on the kind of spots that make this kind of match special uh also again not to get too far ahead but sammy promised fucking carnage and there was zero carnage like there wasn't a table in sight i'm sorry my dudes but actually there was a table but i don't know if anything actually happened with it but anyway like the women were killing it and the dudes are just like i'm just gonna go fly over here now like it was stupid I mean, I think the women were at times actually killing it. At the end of this match, I was like, Bailey may never walk again. I know. It was crazy. She's the real MVP here. I mean, she took so much abuse. <laughs> she really did. Bless her. I love Bailey. Um, I mean, I feel like there's there's so many amazing spots in this you can talk about. Like the freaking flying trash can from the top of the cage. Eo, what mm-hmm. is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So Okay, I want to tell you about my theory I had during this. Because, mm. you know, I keep waiting for the betrayal. <laughs> it never comes. I was so, like, shocked it didn't come. Absolutely. Okay, so a uh, couple of... Uh, a, a quick observation. I was not into Shotzi's jigsaw thing that she was doing. No. I, I mean, that's really, like... Uh, what year was that? 2000. 8 2006 called i don't even remember when the first one came out but anyway the match was super fast paced it's it felt like really like kind of breakneck speed at first and Mm -hmm. at one point where you see dakota kai show up she's wearing pants and you can't see her knee brace right so i was convinced like it was going to be like a secret return like her knee was fine there was going to be a, a turn. Dakota was going to take over or something. And I was like, this would be amazing. It did not turn out that way. I was sad. That would have been incredible. I would have loved that. So, I, I mean, dad, if you're listening, which we know you are. Yeah. This is where the ideas are. Okay. 
And dad, if you happen to miss this episode, LA, please re, re relay our messages to dad. Um, Bianca's double braids were inspired. Amazing. I loved her double braids. I love that they became innovative weapons. I know she's so great. She can do no wrong. Um, the fact that when Oscar was like, I'm going to miss everybody. And Bianca's like, I'm going to extinguish you. <laughs> Fabulous. That was so funny. Um, all of the misting that's been going on lately in WWE, like if you really pause and think about what's happening there, like it's really gross. Like, yeah. I don't care how best buds we are. If you had to spit in my face for an extended period of time, like that's awful. I mean, I'm going to be real with you. We just had a global pandemic. Yes. It's still so around. Like I mean, how long is it until it's like wrestler A contracts COVID from wrestler B thanks to mist? I mean, it's happening. Um, best moment of the match for you? Mm. Oh my gosh. It's hard to say. Um, Charlotte's moonsault off the cage. I know, that was crazy. And then her cooperation with Becky really delighted me. How about you? Did you see that they healed the bond? I saw that. Very saw aggressive that. hugs. I mean, like, dude hug, like, bro hugs, yeah. you know? Reunited and it feels, it feels so, good. so good. Bailey going to the table at the end. Holy shit. That looked horrible. The KOD that Bianca did on her also was so intense that for a minute I was like, I was that botched? Did you mean to do it like that? I know. I I hope Bailey's okay. Bailey, if you if you hear this, we're rooting for you. It's gonna she be looked right. okay. Spouse sent me a a video of her backstage, like later, just eating some ruffles, <laughs> and she's like Very just sitting, just sitting there, and she's just like, it was like you're not you don't know what it's like unless you're out there, and it's just like really hard, really exhausting. I think she was talking to was it Jackie? It might have been Jackie or K Kathy, probably Jackie. And she's like, you know, if you know where my team is, let me know. Oh. So apparently, whoever made that video is expecting a face turn. Mm, interesting. I know. So I'm glad you brought up Ruffles. Because <laughs> there is a Ruffles sort of viewing party that happens backstage. And I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of stuff that happens that this is stupid. Pretty Deadly yeah. arrives, they call Chips Crisps, a big argument happens, and then yeah. R-Truth returns. Yes. The savior of saviors. And uh, he eats the chips, he makes fun of them all. He's like, they're not chips or crisps, they're ruffles. And then he <laughs> says, and I quote, you can taste the meat in them. Did he say that? I didn't... He, he said that. He's a lunatic now, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, late stage capitalism is awful, but I am here for this part of it specifically. I, the way that it's really uh, infiltrating WWE is pretty incredible. Yes. Um, I also, I just want to propose that we add an official tagline to our podcast, which is Ooh. wrestling is for girls. You can taste the meat in it. <laughs> that sounds good. Just think about it. Just think about okay. it. Okay. Um, it after this incredible potato chip sponsored moment, uh, we see Sammy backstage. Mm 
Mm-hmm. He's very, very nervous. And uh, how does Jay respond to this? His good friend Jay Uso. I mean, he makes him feel better about it. Am I right about also, that? You're right about that. But he also blames himself. He's like, this is my fault. Oh, God, fault. that's right. I forgot that he was saying that. I was, to be honest, I was so distracted in this moment because there mm-hmm. exists a Yeet hoodie. No. No. He's wearing a hoodie. I didn't even I notice. I was I was so taken in by the moment. <laughs> I was distracted by the fact that they're like, Randy's not here. And there's a Yeet hoodie. And I'm pretty sure I was like violently looking it up on the WWE shop at that moment. I'm sorry. Regrets. But you know, as much as as much as Jay blames himself, Sammy's like, fuck mm-hmm. that guy. We don't need mm-hmm. him. You and me against the world. It's a really beautiful moment. I know. Poor Jay. Yeah, he did like I think he does it another time later. He's like, it's my fault. Oose. He does. He's like, he's taking a lot on himself and he's he's doing it really well. I'm I'm really proud of Jay for all his performances. I don't want to see him beat himself up like this though. No, I know. Well, I think he's gonna get better. I mean, he gets like a little encouragement going forward. Yeah. I have to wonder how much penance he feels like he has to pay. Well, you know, it's hard. You got the guilt complex. It's hard. Yeah, I know. Bless him. So after this touching scene uh gunther takes on miz to defend mm-hmm. his intercontinental heavyweight title heavyweight um during this match michael cole mentions chris jericho which i a hundred percent thought was forbidden but i guess that it's not the hell out of me i couldn't believe it i was like wait we can mention wrestlers who are on different brands right. now right i was like did you have the meaty ruffles is that what got into you what's <laughs> going on here do you think it was an accident no, I I don't think it was. Um, I think Dad is just like fuck it, I can do whatever I want now. What if Dad is like, we've been destroying AEW with NXT with all these like special guests. We've got Pepsi Phil. <laughs> I'm just gonna twist the knife and twist the knife until Tony Khan cries like a small child. You think it's like a secret love letter to? Jericho like Jericho maybe he's like come back we love you bring back your little list Mm -hmm. I mean that remains to be seen but it'd be interesting so I mean I know I'm always happy to see Jericho me too I I enjoy that guy right at the beginning of this match Gunther hits Miz so hard in the chest that I a hundred percent was worried about him stopping his heart I know that's supposed to be some kind of myth or something but like I absolutely believe it's possible. I absolutely believe it's possible. Like, I am always afraid of that whenever they do those chops. I'm like, they're going to fucking kill each other. Like, someone's actually going to die. This match was, I mean, it was great. I loved every moment of it. Um, I love the ending. How do you feel about the ending? Um, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it, but are we talking about Miz going for the low blow or Miz tapping out? The tapping. Yeah, I guess the thing is like I would have rather I think I would have rather seen him get pinned cleanly. Yes. And kind of continue this trajectory where he's like trying to be a better Miz. Mm-hmm. But I guess the tap kind of leaves the door open for him to be like I can try again. I can do better. Yeah. Do you want to see him try again? Do you yes. want to see him keep going after this? Yes. 
Okay. I'm invested. I'm really enjoying it just because I love the Miz and I feel like for so long yeah. he's just been kind of the host of things and kind of the punchline of a lot of stuff. And I think it's really easy for people to forget that he is a really great, he's a great entertainer no matter what he does, but it's kind of fun just yeah. to see him on the other side of things now. No, I agree you? with you. I think, I think we sometimes forget that we've talked about this, that the Miz does have the credentials mm-hmm. to back up what he's saying. And look, do I think the Miz is the most brilliant technical wrestler or the most amazing high flyer? No, but I think the Miz is one of those guys who can get a good match out of a lot of people. Yes. Which is really important. Like if you don't have those guys, nobody is shining in the ring. So yeah, I, part of me is like, let's just go back to Chad Gable. I just want to go back to Chad Gable. I know I do too, but yeah, I think this is good. Let's give the Miz some time. Let him do his thing. Like the low blow thing feels Mizzy. I, I know the tapping thing feels Mizzy, but I think it's also, I think for me, it was kind of a disappointment just because it feels like he's, I don't want to say beyond that, but it feels like he's trying to be braver, I guess. Right. Yes. And the, and, and yes. the, not that the tapping is like some sign of cowardice or weakness, but like for Miz, it feels kind of that way for me. It feels like he was so determined, so it's disappointing to see him, like, yes, quit. Exactly. Thank you. You put that really well. Thank you. So, you know, Gunther retains. I mm-hmm. I guess I never really thought he wouldn't. It always felt like that was going to happen. I had hopes, but yeah. <laughs> but when we run into these two again at Raw, like, Miz is back up at him. He's like... Yep. I'm coming for you. And, you know, Guther kind of blows him off, but he does give him credit for like, he comes prepared. He belongs in that ring. So I do think it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Just not in the ring with me. Get to the <laughs> chopper, Miz. Get to the chopper. That is where you belong. In the chopper. Go find Ludwig. Very good. Gunther accents all around. Oil him up. Yeah. Thank you. After this, uh, we see the Judgment Day backstage, and Rhea's not there, but everybody else is having a nice time when Dom Dom bursts in and <laughs> says that someone told him Randy is not going to show. Just the fucking gossips. They're just the gossip no. gossiping busybodies, and it's all dudes. They're like a sewing circle of little old church ladies who know everybody's business, but they are big strapping men, and I love that. They are peering through their blinds, looking at the neighbors, Mm -hmm. keeping track of everybody. They have the police scanner on every night of the week, just listening. (laughs) Absolutely. So at this point, Damien has to disappear because he's got to go find Drew and tell him that thing. Mm -hmm. The thing. Now, later we'll know what that thing is, but I was hoping it was like, dude, the just for men is really obvious. Okay, you need to yeah, tone, it, tone down. it down. It's okay to go gray gracefully, bro. Right? You're gonna you're gonna look great as a silver fox, my man. I know he'd be sweat. a silver fox. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need more silver foxes in this world. I agree. So after this, we have a match between Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee that I am so interested to hear what you think because for me this was at once awesome and disappointing it was awesome it was what i expected in the sense of it being like a really great match but this match for me was always the least interesting one on the card yeah 
Um, as much as I love Santos, I'm not terribly invested in the story. Um, why did you think it was disappointing? I thought that they could do so much more than mm. the time slot they were appointed. And I would have loved to have had fewer backstage segments that were really repetitive and fewer potato chip commercials. Yep. And more time added to this. And I also feel like I didn't feel like Santos was at his like high flying best in this match. Okay. And I would really like to see that Santos take on Dragon Lee. It seems like there's been this. Um, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I think there's also been this weird tendency for these kind of small, quote unquote, smaller matches during the pay-per-views to get like, like they're just in there as filler. Like they're just yeah. obviously filler or a quote unquote palate cleansers. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because it's not like this is an intermission. Like this is another storyline that you're supposed to be developing and nurturing and caring for and feeding and changing its diapers. And like, you're just not doing that. I mean, I think that's exactly it. And I think it's, this is one of those cases where it's bigger than just this rivalry, right? Like mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio is not going to wrestle forever. And he has brought a huge demographic of Latin people, Hispanic people to this medium. And you have yep. got to find the next Rey Mysterio. Mm -hmm. Just like you've always got to find, you know, the next Lita, you've got to find the next Trish, you've got to find the next rock. Like you've got to keep doing that stuff. And like yeah. it's it's got to be Santos or Drag. It's got to be one of these guys. So like, build them, give them yeah. every opportunity. Yeah. That's so really well these guys were amazing. I just I wanted more. Did you see the sign in the crowd? The <laughs> the sign that said, "You hope his leg gets amputated." That sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was too much. I laughed a lot. <laughs> and. Can we also just take a moment before we move on to appreciate Santos Serape? Oh, it was beautiful. Wasn't it that was thing incredible? Really epic. Yes. No. It was amazing. Truly beautiful. Well, Santos, you are a stylish man, and I hope you keep it up. Yeah, dude knows how to how to put on clothes. After this, uh, we got to make more time for branded content. So the new day arrives <laughs> in the Slim Jim car. Oh my god, that was so weird. So they announced that they're going to try to eat so many Slim Jims they get the car, which I think is a great strategy, and I hope it worked out for them. They have, like, they're calling Slim Jims, like, long boys or something now with so, a B-O-I, and I'm like, why are we doing this? To to skip ahead here a little bit, there's this horrible moment at the end of the match between Rhea and Zoe, which is, of course, presented by Slim Jim, <laughs> where, like, the frame of the replay is these hands that has long boys tattooed across the fingers. I didn't even see that. Good lord. One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Is it supposed to be those really tall Slim Jims? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. I, I know so. there's quite a variety of Slim Jims, so. So, queuing up the Slim Jim's extravaganza, we have <laughs> Rhea versus Zoe. Um, some bold makeup choices in this match. Very bold. Zoe looked nuts. I I liked Zoe's better than Rhea's. Rhea also looked nuts. She kind of reminded me of Goth Dad from Vision Video Band. Yeah. But like if he got really tipsy and did a terrible job on his makeup. <laughs> Which I really like his does. makeup. Well, I just, I don't like this clown thing she's doing. 
like this, like she's. You do have clown she, sensitivities. <laughs> she's just like really edging into like Harley Quinn Joker territory, and I am not uh, not here for it. I, it's like hackneyed and just no, thank you. She can do better, Rhea. You yeah. can do better. She's done better. Her makeup is sometimes just fucking incredible, but yeah. I'm glad at least Zoe did not wear camouflage. Yeah, she just went with the face thing, but the rest yeah. of her look was pretty standard. I mean, it was well done. It was nuts, but it was well done makeup. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought about this one. This match felt kind of short-ish. Um, I feel like, okay, a couple things. Mm. One, I've got to say this. When Michael Cole said, <laughs> go to the dictionary app on your phone and look up star. <laughs> Cole, nobody has a dictionary app on their phone. I'm sorry. That's... I was like, what the hell is the dictionary app? <laughs> it was like the old manist, old maniest thing I've ever heard. Um, so I never thought that Zoe would win. I didn't really think there would be a chance for her to win. I feel like again it showcased that she's a really good wrestler a couple of the spots were a little awkward i think because they just felt kind of clunky yeah a couple rough moments zoe has that really cool corkscrew senton that i had never seen before i don't know how i've ever missed this like off the rope like that was like my favorite part um i don't I don't know how to feel about her. So like, I really, I really like Zoe Stark and it feels like, did she have a shot at the title too soon? Like, I don't know what's going to happen to her after this. Like they're obviously saying like, she has now cemented herself as a star. Like, you know, dad was saying at the press conference, like she absolutely belongs in the ring with Rhea Ripley, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This match just felt weird to me. I don't know. No, I think I would rather see Zoe have a real sustained, meaningful feud with somebody further down the card. Yeah. Than to have this sort because I feel like this is a thing we do now. Like there's a pay-per-view coming up and not every match is going to be the focal point of the pay-per-view. So for those, we just kind of throw some shit together Yep. and run with it. And, you know, sometimes that's okay. But in Zoe's case, I feel like it doesn't really serve her. Like, yes, it serves her to put on a great performance with someone like Rhea. But yeah, it's not it's doesn't feel like it's going to go anywhere. And I feel like Rhea has had a lot of these lately where they're not developing a story with her. It's just like, okay, now we'll throw Raquel at her. Okay, now we'll throw Natalia at her. Like, we're just going to keep throwing people at you instead of doing something really cool. And instead, we're just going to make you the mom of the Judgment Day. And that's going to be your storyline. It's really frustrating. It feels like it's orchestrated to be like, see, she was a bad leader all along. Yeah. Which isn't true. Um, But also, any one of those women could have had a great, meaningful rivalry with her. Like, Natalia Mm -hmm. is, like, proven, tested, been here forever. So it's like... The old standby with the new person. Raquel and Rhea have legit history in NXT, which would have made for a really great. Yeah, and they spent like one match on that, I think. Yes. So I don't know. Um, And this one also felt a little short to me. Like, I don't think we need to rush through all this shit. 
It all, yeah, it felt brief. It felt like it just, they made it a filler match. And that's, I'm just, yep. I don't know. Like, I get it. Survivor Series is about war games. Well, then make every fucking match like some kind of hardcore cage match. Like, yes. I know you have Hell in a Cell, but I don't know. Do something more. I think if we're only going to bother with the war games matches, then do some of the old Survivor Series stuff, like a Raw versus SmackDown match yeah. for men and women, and just have fewer exactly. matches. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I agree. So, after this one, we go backstage again to see Team Face, Seth, Jay, Cody, and Sammy. And now everyone is freaking out. Jay is still blaming mm-hmm. himself. Cody's mm-hmm. like, I still believe in Randy. Everybody's like, we're kind of mad at you, Cody. <laughs> You promised us Randy. It was like, why is Randy so bad at being on time? And also, like, why is Jay not more understanding of that, given his own issues with timeliness <laughs> as the innovator of Jason time? Are you, well, at this point, were you like, he's really not going to show? It's going to be. They CM had Punk's me. Show. Yeah, I was really, I was like, motherfucker's not going to show up. This is going to be the biggest troll of all time. I was high on my own supply. I was like, I was right about everything. I am a psychic. I'm incredible. I was was saying those same things about you. I was like, oh my God, Abigail's predictions are going to come true. This is going to be amazing. Abigail got wrecked. (laughs) Didn't happen. So lots of drama on Team Good Guy as we Mm -hmm. go into the men's war games match where we have the Judgment Day. Featuring my boyfriend forever, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and your boyfriend forever, J.D. McDonough, mm-hmm. with their new friend that they don't like, Drew McIntyre, versus <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton. Randy Orton, question mark? Randall, Keith, Orton? Are you there? Remains to be seen. <laughs> It's like uh, Ferris Bueller was like Orton. <laughs> Orton. <laughs> oh my God. So very excited for me to see that the Judgment Day is finally on the same page aesthetically. Yeah, they were um, black and whiting it. Yeah, like they had their little skull motif. Mm-hmm. Like everybody got it together. JD had his hair done fancy like a third grader on school picture day. It's adorable. They were all kind of like cowboys. Mm, interesting. Like I love Dom that had, for them. Dom had like chaps, yeah. and like they all felt. Also, Damien's outfit. I kept looking at it and thinking he was wearing like one of those like skeleton onesie kind of things. Like it kept looking like <laughs> his little lines were skeleton bones, and I was mm, like, I like that. but it wasn't. I was like, those should be skeleton bones. That would be great. Yeah, I feel like they had sort of like a goth goes western kind of thing mm-hmm. going on, which I like. Very freaky. Goth cowboys. Um, Damien and Drew have this extended stare down, which um, really gave me time to appreciate what a giant Drew is. But also, how do they not laugh when that's happening? I know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they think about. I don't understand. I They are far more professional than I could ever be. If we had to do that, we would last six seconds. And then I'd be like, shut up. No, shut up. It wouldn't <laughs> be, be over. Happen. Nope. Be completely over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next, we have Team Good Guy come out. And, like, the reception these guys get from the crowd is nuts, especially mm-hmm. Jay. I know. It's his moment. I love that he's shining so brightly. Like, he really, I think, may have gotten the biggest pop of anybody so. on this team. And it was great. Yeah. Good for it really made me happy. Wait, real quick aside, I forgot to mention what the fuck with those bandanas, Judgment Day. I mean, that was integral to their look. Integral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let them have it. They love uh, it. Yeah, I know they do. It just felt so like like such a boy thing to wear. Check it, it out, guys. We can get these skull wear. bandanas. This will be cool. They're wicked cool and they comply with dress code. So like, it's pretty sweet. Look, pretty you can sweet. look like a skull, but you don't have to put any makeup on your face. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. it's a real no homo victory if you know what i mean <laughs> and then dom couldn't like pull his down all the way so it just kept like sitting over his mouth <laughs> i mean can we just agree that saturday is the beginning of a long stream of humiliating events for dominic mysterio <sighs> it's kind of great i mean i love dom but like boy oh boy it's not a good time to be dom dom no um I really enjoyed that when Sammy came out, he took a moment to taunt the Judgment Day with how popular he is. He's like, yeah, they love me. People fucking love me, dude. <laughs> I'm a big oh, deal, and you guys God. aren't. Um, Seth looked like he was wearing Ferrero Rochers on his shoulder when he came out. So in my notes, I described it as wearing an outfit crafted with Scrooge McDuck's trash bags. Oh, very good. Yep. Mm. That's mm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also really liked that Seth was like, I love you, Sammy. I love you, Jay. Screw you, Cody. Hey, fans. Like, he did not have time for Cody. He just didn't. No, it's so funny that even now he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm here. Like, I did it. The cohesion didn't feel as cohesive. (laughs) Really didn't. Really didn't. So, uh, Seth and Finn start things out. Um, JD is in next. He immediately yeah. gets punked, as is his way. I predicted horrible things for him during the match. I mean, you weren't entirely wrong. He he had some pretty horrible things happen to him. <sighs> Can we talk about, like, the most uncomfortable moments of the match for me? Yes. What were like, they? Discomf- like, awkward, you know, like, cringy. Finn, like, Finn trying to be a bad guy is really awkward. And when he's, like, growling the grunting it's like like it was so silly so i was just embarrassed <laughs> and i love finn i just like finn is not a this is the thing finn's not a heel he's not a heel we've been saying this all along like he doesn't really fit i think he's a different kind of heel and he's trying to be a kind of heel that he's not i think Here's, finn valor oh. is a cocky heel He's arrogant about how great he is. I don't think he's like, I'm primal. You know? <laughs> I think he's trying to be, though. But that's what I'm like. He's doing like, this is not what I would choose for him. Yeah. I I had this thought and I want to know your thoughts on it. Um, so we have like these two stables that keep getting compared, right? Blood. I almost said Bloodment Day. <laughs> the Bloodline <laughs> and Judgment Day. The Judge Line. When they become a super group, they'll be Bloodment Day. But um, the Judgment Day is really portrayed as just kind of like doofuses. And 
it bums me out a little bit because it's like I don't know I like the idea I like the idea of this big stable being like genuinely scary and we don't get that we just get genuinely scary with like bloodline it feels like they are threatening in spite of themselves Mm -hmm. like Rhea is very legit and the rest of them are sort of like the lost boys and like they have menace but it often doesn't work out because they're just plain dumb well and that that's that's the strange thing is like i feel like they're making the judgment day ride that line between like serious heels and like kind of goofy heels and for me i don't know it doesn't feel like it's comfortable like it Mm -hmm. it feels like it's not intentional enough i guess i don't know if that makes sense it absolutely makes sense i think you know i think part of the problem is like Rhea is a well-defined character dom is a well-defined character but he's a complete comedy character right and he's a cornerstone of the faction um this thing that finn does comes across as goofy a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um jd gets punked out constantly mm-hmm. and it feels like damien is trying to be serious but sort of lacks the you know the whatever it is that makes Rhea a leader and makes him a foot soldier yeah so like whenever they're compared directly to the bloodline i'm always like you guys are not the bloodline it's just not the same i mean nobody is like i'm gonna get revenge on the judgment day people forget about the judgment day after they're done dealing with them which just seems weird to me, right? Because they're supposed to be this hugely powerful faction and in some ways they are. So I just, right. there's this kind of weird cognitive dissonance for me, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, I don't know how, why it took that long to dawn on me, but <laughs> it finally did. Those are your feelings. Those are your feelings. They are my feelings. They are my feelings. I respect your feelings. They're my feelings. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you're not the only one with feelings in this match um drew is like glaring a hole in jay wants to kill him yep uh jay is really feeling himself here oh my god uh, amazing. doing his little dance it's amazing it was the cutest thing i've ever seen and then there's this great moment between drew and damien where drew's like oh i'm going in to hell with this and damien's like stick to the plan it looked like so that was like damien calling an audible though right like because it looked like he changed things so no i mean i think that's supposed to be the story right is that drew got heated up and it's like i'm going in i can't take it anymore and damien's like no dude you gotta stick to the plan because he's like you know he's feral over jay at this point yes which i get i totally get no shade okay i got the i got the impression that Drew was supposed to go out next and then Damien was like whoa I've got a plan and then he went so the reason I think it's the other way is because earlier when he was like gonna go talk to Drew about the plan Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the and of course this plan is not a great plan do you want to talk about the plan a little bit um I guess I don't I don't know 
Well, so mm-hmm. we go we go through this match, right? And everybody mm-hmm. does their thing. And now it's time. It's time for Randy to either show up or not show oh, up. Oh, that plan. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, which plan? Okay, yes. It's a dope and plan. <laughs> instead of Randy, mommy comes out and she's got the briefcase and we're going to cash in. And I was like, this is a bad plan. Damien, stop listening to any of them. It's a really bad plan because, like, Seth wasn't even that down and out. I mean, he's, like, rolling no! around, but he's been in much worse condition in other matches. Of course, Damien has tried to cash in, but, like, right. yeah, that part of the plan is weird. I don't know what was going on there. It was just, it was really poorly thought out, and I just, I don't think that Damien's ever going to be able to cash in if we keep going at this rate. And it's going to make me really sad if he doesn't get to, and it's going to make me even sadder if when he cashes in, he doesn't win. I, I will riot. It will be over for me. Like, I know that, you know, the briefcase shouldn't be like an instant win, right? It doesn't right. Shouldn't mean that you win no matter what, but like, it feels like it should be. <laughs> like, I do not like what they usually do with the women's briefcase, which is 37 whole minutes later, someone cashes in. Yeah. I'd like a little more suspense, but this is too much mm-hmm. suspense. I am done being suspended. Yeah, I think they could have. I mean, I'm glad EO's held it for as long as she has, but I feel like they could have waited a little longer on that. Yeah, like give her give her a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, set something up. Um, but, you know, thankfully, if you're Seth, Randy finally gets his shit together mm-hmm. and arrives. Um, he was so happy to be there. It was so strange for me because, like, the Randy I remember... <laughs> Like, I feel like the Randy I remember, bless him, I know he loves wrestling, but it always just felt like he was just there. Not necessarily phoning it in, but like, you know, he just did his thing and he went to work and punched the, you know, punched his time card and and all that. And like, this was so sincere to me, it felt like it wasn't real. I mean, I feel like there are times when he likes to have fun. And mm-hmm. he did really seem overwhelmed. Like, oh, honestly, dude sweet. seemed mildly drunk. It was adorable. <laughs> Maybe he was. I also saw this video that apparently, like, he stayed 20 minutes after the match ended, like, signing things for people and this really bumble nice. kids. Yeah, it's really nice. Maybe he's grown up. Well done, Randall. Well done. Good job, Keith. <laughs> What if he got Uh, with by R. Keith Orton? (laughs) Oh my god. That would be amazing. It's gonna be by R. Keith Orton. R. Keith Orton. Uh, Randy, you know, no offense because I have a rotten middle name too, but Keith is a that's a tough one. It's tough. Keith. (laughs) It's such an 80s name. It really is, but he's an 80s baby, so it makes sense. When was he born? 80? Uh, I think 81. Okay. Or it's either 81 or 80 because he's six months older than me. Oh. Oh, so he was 80 then if he's six months older. That makes sense. Um, So Randy comes in and immediately, like, starts laying waste uh, him fighting yes. Dom is very sad. It's like a grown man beating up a little boy. Yeah, which 
I mean, not to jump ahead of ourselves, but that's how I felt about their match on Raw. It seemed yes. like a weird first match for Randy to have coming back. I don't know. Really low-hanging fruit? Yeah. Like, are they just easing them back in? Is that the point? Um, And, you know, things go back and forth for a little bit. But ultimately, you know, there's that moment where we think Randy is going to go after Jay. He doesn't. Jay saves mm-hmm. Randy from Amy and Priest. And then uh, this all culminates with JD being up on the top of the cage with Seth and Sammy. And they basically feed him to Randy for an RKO off the top of the cage. Mm-hmm. And then Randy very generously is like, you pin him, Cody. That's for you. Cody, this one's for you, buddy. You do it. All of you, buddy. No of you. You don't have to oil me up. It's really nice. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, that was our that was our men's match. I wanted more carnage, like I said earlier. Um, yes. I just I don't know. I it was an enjoyable match. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I I did really like it, but it just felt, I don't know. It just, I don't know if I was distracted the whole time by like, is Randy going to show? Is Randy going to show? You know, like maybe that was part of it or I don't know, but I, I did enjoy it. I felt the same. I just, like I said, I think it relied too much on that Randy drama and lacked some of the just sort of wild brutality of the women's match. Do you feel like, uh, it was overshadowed, the men's ending. So I think that if if I was Randy, I might feel a certain way about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, right? I mean, right. here's your big comeback. JK, we've got a bigger story. <laughs> it's so it's like weird. We're really, we're really happy you're back, R. Keith, but Pepsi Phil is also here. And it's Chicago, and this is the Chicago yep. way per Connery. So, you know. Yeah. I saw a video. Now, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So CM Punk is back. There's a big pop. They don't show anybody at the ring. They don't show anybody, right. not a single fucking wrestler having a reaction at all. At all. Mm-hmm. It's just all CM Punk and people in the crowd. I saw a video later. I meant to send it to you. You've probably seen it though. Where like Seth Rollins is like violently losing it, saying "fuck you" and flipping him off, and like people are stopping him. And I'm like, is this a work, or does he really hate him that much and didn't realize what was happening? I don't. I just have so many questions. And if it if they do really dislike each other that much. Are they going to do the, in the grand tradition of WWE and use their horrible personal story to make a, you know, on-screen story? Do you know anything about this? So I know that Seth has been vocal in the past about not liking CM Punk. Yeah. Which, let's face it, is not an uncommon position in professional wrestling. I feel like people yeah. love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if they're going to use some kind of, like, blurring the lines of reality and fiction story here yeah but i think one thing that tells me it's not 100 percent real is that the person they chose to have hold seth back was michael cole. cole i know i know that's exactly what i thought too i was like we're really putting cole in front of him is cole like the wrestler whisperer <laughs> right like 
you've got all these security guys and all these wrestlers, but like Michael Cole is going to get in there and regulate. Yeah, that that was a flag for me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing I really enjoyed was um, somebody had that scene basically from another angle where while this really intense thing is going on outside the ring, Jay and Randy are just kind of like having a little chit chat inside the cage that ends in like, you know, the side hug and like, hey, bro, it was adorable. Aww. So really th I guess they're not bothered that CM Punk is back. They're just going <sighs> to ride it out. No, my one thought about this whole thing was like, how quickly is he going to fuck this up? Oh, my God. I know. And how much is dad going to put up with? I mean, it's going to be really interesting because like when he left AEW, it was because of choking out a coworker. So, yep. I, very interesting. Just... Bit of a temper. And I mean, I, I have some thoughts about this from the promo he cuts on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a lot. So why don't we uh, take this opportunity to get raw? I'm ready. It's clobbering time, baby. It is. There's a lot to talk about on Raw. Oh my gosh. We have so much to talk about on Raw. Um, Raw opens up with Randy Keith Orton and mm -hmm. he's living his best life. He's so happy to be back. He says he nice is. things about that, about Cody's dad. And then uh, he gets to his point, but it's a familiar one. He's here to murder the bloodline. He is. I've never seen Randy do crowd service like that before, ever. I know. It feels it feels uh new that he's like mm -hmm. super into doing it mm -hmm. and it was funny sweet. because it is sweet the video i saw about like how he stayed after the show a couple people commented like you know he does this a lot but it's it's not on camera like he's yeah. good to fans but he doesn't do a lot of it on camera so okay i guess we'll see maybe he's turning over a new leaf he's like i gotta be me yeah this is i'm new soft randy kind randy I'm cha I'm our Keith now. <laughs> our Keith is a gentleman. Softer, gentler, our Keith Orton. Lemon scented. <laughs> um, he also makes it clear that he has not forgiven Jay mm -hmm. for these bloodline shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And additionally, he makes clear that he doesn't actually know what a receipt is because at one point he's like, he has these receipts from the bloodline but they will come in the form of RKOs. And I was like, Randy, that's, I mm -hmm. want you to explain to me in 10 words or less what you think a receipt is. You're mixing your metaphors, buddy. It's, it's not good. Um, <laughs> as, he's, as he's doing this thing, what happens? Who appears? Mommy, mommy comes out. She wants to recruit him. She wants him for her own. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's wearing the worst leather coat I've ever seen. I didn't notice. It was just, cheap looking and like uh, heavy as bad worse than um drew's new leather coat uh yeah i think so okay okay i think so i'll have to pay attention and see if she wears it again so they have a little discourse and uh this culminates in you know basically him giving her props as mommy but daddy's back daddy's back crowd love that they really got yeah. into that are we gonna call randy orton daddy i mean is he asking 
he declared it so i don't know our keith daddy i i think i think randy is daddy i i don't know what to say i don't know how dad's gonna feel about them well okay so it's a difference dad is dad like we tell him about our dreams he tells a story from from his youth he takes us for ice cream randy is daddy that's different and i'm not going to explain yeah i guess it's a different daddy for everybody it's a different vibe Uh so i'm not going to question it so ria declares that the judgment day is now randy's enemy and uh for some reason jd and dom are the ones who come out to take care of this which ends really poorly yeah i don't i understand the vowing to fight dominic (laughs) that yeah he's like i'm gonna fight you tonight i want to match with dominic and dom dom looks horrified like he finally realizes he's done too much yeah i mean like is is our keith going for like just picking off the weakest ones in order like dominic then jd wow Finn, maybe then Damien. I don't know who's I don't know who's weaker out of those two. That's a good question. I mean, Finn is terrifying with the growling. So, oh god, so uncomfortable. Bless him. It's uh, but this is what Randy does because he's an apex predator. It's true. He's gonna get off the weakest of the herd until he's up at the top. You know when they were doing the promos before, like we actually ever saw Randy, and they kept just showing like. He looked like some lunatic in the sewer. <laughs> just like a green lunatic in the sewer. It's like, are you calling yes. him a Ninja Turtle? What's happening? I wish he had appeared as a Ninja Turtle, just like in a cheap Ninja Turtles costume. It'd be pretty great. Be adorable. Mm-hmm. After this opener, we've got a tag team turmoil situation going on where we have a series of very fast paced gauntlet matches to determine number one contenders for the tag team titles so street profits are in the rear view and we're moving on um throughout this match we see the following tag teams otis and akira tozawa diy into share they still exist who knew the creed brothers the new day and uh imperium Mm -hmm. what did you uh what'd you think about this situation well i I had a thought during this and I was like, well, it makes me really sad that DIY is never going to be the champions. Like I really, yep. it's not going to happen. And I hate it because uh, I mean, arguably they're the best wrestlers out of all of those people. Um, but you know, they're not whatever it is that dad seems to need out of a tag team. Um, the creeds continue to be crazy. Like, I don't understand how their bodies function. I think maybe cocaine. I'm not exactly sure, but like the amount of energy these dudes have uh, after like lifting up 200 plus pound men constantly for like 20 minutes kind of blew my mind. The one thing I wanted to say about Imperium is why so grease? They were so greasy. We really saw the consequences of this during the match <laughs> when, uh, during a spot between Imperium and the Creed Brothers, Julia slid right off of Geo. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous now. It's too far, boys. <laughs> really is. Like a slick, slick little pig. It just, it goes to show that the old saying is true. You can't ungrease the nipple. So. Oh, God. <laughs> 
nor does Ludwig ever want to. <laughs> but I, I think I share your feelings on this. Like, I love watching the Creed brothers wrestle. Yeah. I think they're incredible. I also think they've been here for six seconds. Yeah, it's, I mean, they won and it makes me sad, not because I'm not happy for them, but it's like, come on, can we please, 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 please develop a storyline here instead of just being like, you get a tag team championship match, you get a tag team championship match, whoever the fuck wants to bring it in. Also, at one point, Ludwig nearly lost his tiny pants. Did you see that? I did not see that. And I am quite relieved. So the tall Creed was like doing the I'm holding you up over upside yep. down and he like had his hands on Ludwig's pants and those things are like two inches wide to begin with and so yeah, I was like no, oh god yeah. if he doesn't shift his grip like there's gonna be a dick and <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't happen that's also a great tagline for the show wrestling <laughs> is for girls there's gonna be there's a gonna dick. be a dick every episode there's gonna be a dick you just don't know where Mm -mm. so yeah i i am conflicted on this i really wanted it for diy i don't know where Mm -hmm. they go from here and also this is a personal problem i really hate the whole brutus ball thing and every time they do the brutus ball move i want to die so uh, they did it like seven times during the match yes stupid too many brutus balls no more you guys are banned for a week from doing the brutus ball well and i think they're like burning us out right so they have the brutus ball and they have that thing where the guy like gets up from a sitting position while he's lifting someone up over their head like they did that two or three times that's like Mm -hmm. okay you're really strong you're really fast but it's like i'm already tired of you pace yourselves kids pace yourselves yep so they're gonna go on to have their tag team title shot very interested to see how that plays out uh speaking of our tag team champions we go backstage where mommy is comforting dom dom because he's very afraid but damien is very very upset um he's mad that he let everybody down he thinks that they're all just waiting to say something and ria's like dude we love you we're a family and and everybody backs her up isn't that nice i didn't trust any of it did you well especially because she's like just because you made yourself the leader and screwed us all over that doesn't mean we're mad at you buddy that was so backhanded (laughs) but damien is simple so he's like thanks that means a lot yeah i um that doesn't sit well with me no she's they are chafing at each other and i'm very interested to see how this happens Mm -hmm. i'm ready so after this uh little drama backstage we go back to the ring where cody rhodes is doing his politician thing he's dressed like hannibal lecter got his pocket watch he calls jay and i quote (laughs) the yeet master main event jay uso and i literally could not oh boy um you know he wants to talk about cm punk he's really happy he's here mm-hmm. and then he's got some exciting news that i don't think is surprising to anyone he's declaring himself for the 2024 royal rumble <laughs> i know i was like okay <laughs> like i really thought it was gonna be like something big right like like okay cody i don't that's not really earth-shattering news but you do you buddy it was like last year's 
varsity quarterback and football team captain is like, hey, guys, big surprise. I'm going to go out for the team this year. Yeah. Nobody's shocked. Nobody's surprised. But somebody's about to be surprised because (laughs) the lights go out and Shinsuke Nakamura is here in all his Fred Krueger in the boiler room glory with another video package. I love him. He's so weird. It's really great. We finally know who he set his sights on. It's Cody. And apparently he needs Cody to set him free and awaken him. Yeah, I... I'm not sure what's happening with Shinsuke, but I'm here for it. I don't think Shinsuke is sure what's happening with Shinsuke. It's it's an evolving situation. (laughs) Also, his outfit was really cool. He's always really cool looking. He's so stylish. He's just a stylish dude. stylish, but also looks really comfortable. His ring gear is neither stylish nor comfortable looking. But like his everyday wear is very stylish and comfortable looking. I wonder if he's like, if I have to wear tight, open-chested plastic coveralls to work most of the time, when I come to this ring not to wrestle, I am only wearing comfy clothes. I just imagine peeling that stuff off at the end of the night has got to be just like, mm-mm. The sweat and the stink. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So, you know, Cody's very confused by this, and because he's a professional wrestler... <laughs> He doesn't know that people can sneak up on him. He doesn't have object permanence yet. So no. uh, Shinsuke is there and he missed the hell out of Cody. And I've never seen anyone sell the mist this hard. I love that Shinsuke does red mist. I love it yes. so much because it just looks like horrible blood. And I'm just like, yes, why don't Asuka do some red mist? It's cool looking. If we're going to do mist, it might as well be red. Exactly. I wanted to ask you, and I say this respectfully with a heart full of love for Shinsuke Nakamura, how is this going to be any different than the last several rivalries that he instigated and then lost? I guess they need to do something with Cody, right? Like, what's Cody going to do? Like, they're going to send him over to Raw to, or over to um, SmackDown to fight Roman Reigns? Like, he did that. He fought Seth. What, you know? Okay. Maybe he does Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. That would be fun. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it feels like Cody has to win the Rumble so Cody Mm -hmm. can take that championship opportunity and, dare I say it, finish the story. We're going to be put through it again. Right? Like, we've got to do it. We've got to get on the road to WrestleMania, which I incorrectly once said begins at Survivor Series, but it doesn't. It begins after the Rumble. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. with. I'm interested with what happens with these two. I'm excited. Me too. I hope they build it up and not just like a one and done. Absolutely. So, bumping ahead a little bit, we've got a real serious situation backstage in the judgment day clubhouse and i mean (laughs) this might be my favorite part of raw this week it absolutely was my favorite part so earlier in the night we learn that a (laughs) i guess country rap artist named jelly roll yeah i've never heard of him is with us i've never heard of jelly roll but he seems like a genial good-natured guy he seems beloved he does seem beloved people love the jelly roll so mm-hmm. our truth is like hella confused about this situation and he is in the judgment day clubhouse on the judgment day couch 
eating some jelly rolls covered in sugar like a hyperactive three-year-old that's great um <laughs> damien et al are very angry they're like this is our clubhouse what are you doing here like a bunch of 10 year olds you can ruin the furniture and then um our truth launches into some in incredible stuff he offers to be on their war games team he offers to be the fifth man they tell him that he missed it and he wants to know how he did since oh, he doesn't God, remember it's so good and then he offers them a nice surprise to make it all better randy orton is back i mean he's so magical and the fact that now that jd mcdonough wants to go kill him i'm like of course you do you stupid piece of shit i mean this is just another opportunity for jd to be clowned in the most embarrassing way it is i would love to see uh r-truth in the ring again so that's fine like and if it means he's beating up jd mcdonough that's even better right that's so. right in your wheelhouse i just love our truth song like i love singing along like he's great he's just pure joy he really is um and i feel like even the judgment day feels it because they're very annoyed with him but like they don't beat him up they they don't really like they're just like get out of here dude just leave our couch alone and get out he's like someone's little brother that they can't like really hurt just like okay just go <laughs> he's a good kid he so, means well amazing. he really does um there's never a time when i do not think that pretty ricky government name delicious is not here to bring us all joy <laughs> and spread goodwill on earth i mean starting a song with people over there what's up what's up people <laughs> over here what's up oh man i just love Truly it the greatest he is a gift that keeps on giving. He is. Thank you, our truth. Uh, speaking of gifts, I'm going to bump ahead a little. Uh, okay. Seth Rollins has a very special gift for us. He's dressed like sort of a sexy cow. I don't, I don't know There's what's There's been happening. a lot of black and white. Is black and white like yes. a popular thing right now? Like Judgment Day were in black and white. Seth was in black and white. Jackie was wearing black and white. Like what's going on? the palette of the season i don't know apparently i, I mean i look. love it janelle monet yeah. is probably all about it it suits everybody right they're all looking real good i mean seth mm -hmm. did look a little nuts but yeah um, he always does. so while cody is real excited that pepsi phil is among us seth is not no. um he wants to talk about how he's great and like his title is great he doesn't want to spend any time on cm punk and wants the crowd mm -hmm. to get it out of their system which like I also want at this point. Yeah, that felt pretty genuine to me. <laughs> it really did. He's like, I just don't like this guy. Go ahead, just do it. Like, I'm getting upstaged. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, the crowd does quickly forgive him for this transgression. Um, and Seth wants to tell us about a conversation he had with Adam Pierce when uh, who joins us? my fellow countryman drew mcintyre slutty mckilt lord is here he's got his greasy new leather jacket and his greasy yep. leather kilt what follows in this segment is the most incredible combination of heartfelt brutal drama 
and like three stooges bullshit that I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> so uh, Drew basically is like, Seth, you were able to win in our last matchup because I had a moment of compassion. It was so weird. <laughs> so I was going to tell you it's okay to quit, buddy. I was just like going to gently cup your face and let you know everything was going to be okay and then put you out of your misery. I was going to hold you and adjust your spine <laughs> and then you die and then it'd be over and it'd be the kind thing to do. Exactly like Predator does. So he's basically like, you and I know that what happens in the ring is really all that matters. And he wants to shake Seth's hand. And he does in the softest looking handshake I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's like his back is broken, Drew, not his hand. What are you doing? He's delicate baby. Delicate baby. Drew knows that he's bigger than most people and he's trying to be careful. Maybe. He is a giant. And then he's basically like, I gotta put Jay on the back burner. It's the championship that matters. Your advice was spot on. And like, I want a rematch. <laughs> and then Seth, Seth destroys him. Do you want to explain how Seth ruins his life? So like, it's such a weird exchange because like, Seth's like, oh man, you know what? you had your chance there's some other people that need a shot and drew like asks this question like he's talking to an ex who he's trying to get back together with and the yep. ex is like no i'm i'm seeing somebody else now and he's like can i ask who it is <laughs> not because i'm gonna key their car and burn down their apartment building just because i'm curious and want the best for you and drew's worst nightmare comes to fruition it's joseph it's Jacef Uso. Um, this really ruins Drew's life. Seth is like, bro, it's not personal. Drew yeah. headbutts the shit out of him and comes away with blood on his forehead. He made his own forehead crack open. I feel like that's a great metaphor for what's been going on with Drew lately. It really is. Very representative. And they begin to fight, which is mostly Drew murdering Seth and during this process, Drew's kilt falls off. Yeah, he murdered him so hard his kilt falls off. And thank goodness he had on some underwears. Drew now has to finish this segment in underpants and a leather jacket. Is there no dignity in this world for Drew McIntyre? It's <laughs> just like these little tiny shorts. And I was like, well, it's more covering, honestly, than his wrestling gear is. That's true. I was just like, you got to be shitting me. We're going to do this in our underpants. Okay. We're going to do this in our underpants. Fabulous. I'm just, I'm just glad it wasn't like, I honestly thought he was going to like grab the kilt and put it back on. And I'm just glad they weren't like the kind of underpants that are like slightly sheer. Cause that would have been a whole yeah. big problem. Yeah. Like if he like bends wrong, we would totally see his butthole. And I don't want to see Drew McIntyre's <laughs> butthole. That is the butthole <laughs> of your people. I don't know what your problem is. Scottish buttholes are not to be messed with. <laughs> oh, on this show, we respect a Scottish butthole. <sighs> it's a path down which we do not venture. So true. So ever timely, Jay finally <laughs> wanders his ass out from the back and defends Seth a little bit. They double super kick Drew and, uh, <laughs> I guess Drew is pantsed, but 
not defeated. He's going to fight another day. Did you see the sign in the audience? I don't think I did. What did it say? Eat, sleep, yeet, repeat. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, it is beautiful. Yeet. Yeet. That's a good one. That's a really good Thank one. Thank you. Thank you. So we leave this. Uh, Jay picks up the title and he gives it a little bit of the golem eyes, but then he ultimately gives it to Seth. Mm-hmm. Got to give it the so, googly eyes. You know, he wants what he wants. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, uh, <laughs> we see an amazing moment in which Sammy is like, Drew, Drew, let me tell you what's going on here. And Drew is like, please, Sammy, just please don't let me live. And uh, Sammy doesn't let him live at no, all. This this was a great exchange. Like, I love that Sammy is like, Drew... My life is so much harder than your life. I mean, you're a tall, beautiful giant. I am a troll. Like, let's get real about these things. Like, it was incredible. But Sammy has declared himself as wanting to be a yeah. champion, heavyweight champion. So, slipped that right in there. I really, I thought it was great that Sammy is like, well, you were out there being tall and amazing i am out here living that chumba wumba tub thumping lifestyle where i get knocked down but i get up again and no one's ever gonna keep me down and drew's just like you know what i should start working my way back up but i'm gonna start with you you busy body asshole he is a busy body sammy really likes to insert himself into every situation and even Michael Cole and Wade Barrett are like, yeah, Sammy really does get himself in every situation. It was great. <laughs> he is the busiest of bodies. He is the busiest of busy bodies. A little bit later, we have another amazing backstage moment between oh Randall Keith Orton and Jacef Uso. Um, Jay is still feeling bad yeah. about everything. So he kind of wants to like you know, make his apologies to Randy and let him know that he's trying to do better. What, what did you think about this? Um, so Randy, I'm still confused by Randy. So I'm just kind of like taking every moment as it comes. Yes. Um, so like, you know, Jay does this apology and Randy calls him Oos, which was uncomfortable. And then he's like, no, it's fine. And it's like, what? You just made some speech before about like, no matter who they are if they were part of the bloodline would fuck him up but he's not like well no, no you're not in anymore so it's okay <laughs> what like, if real emotional roller coaster there are keith what if in the intervening time cody was like randy do you know what a receipt is <laughs> and he explained it to him and randy's like i actually don't have receipts like i, I thought them. i did so oos we are cool um I left him in my pants and I put him through the wash. So I don't know who did what ooze. It was like the most, it was like the stiffest ooze. Like ooze. I can't read those receipts and I'll be real with you. I can't read. So <laughs> bygones are bygones. Would you oil me? <laughs> Randy's great back. Honor. He needs yeah, an oiler. <laughs> he needs to be oiled by everyone in the locker room. Um, I did like that Jay got a little yeet out of Randy. I thought that was pretty great. I didn't hear the yeet. He did a yeet. Oh, damn it. 
That's adorable. I mean, I don't think I could not yeet if I was speaking to Jay. I mean, I would be embarrassed because I know my yeet would not live up to any yeet expectations, but I would still do it. I'd still yeet it out. I'd, yeah. I'd have to come out. I'd be like, okay, man, so- you can't make fun of me, but yeet. <laughs> I don't think he would. I think he'd be like, I respect all yeets. He he seems like a pretty like accepting dude. Live and let live. Yeet and let yeet. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, bud. So I guess we don't really have a main event on Raw. Not really. We have a final match and then mm-hmm. we have a talk show. So yep. that final match is... Uh, Randy has gotten oiled and yep. he heads to the ring to take out Dominic Mysterio, who has come down here with, of all people, J.D. McDonough. Yeah. In a neck brace. Yeah. This match, I don't know. This match felt goofy to me. I think that's the, Dominic is goofy, right? He's inherently goofy. Yeah. I don't know. It felt a little yakety sax to me. Yeah, and I don't know why. I just want I want more for Randy upon his return, I guess. Like yes. I don't know. He's the motherfucking apex predator. Why is he facing Dominic Mysterio? No shade to Dominic, but Dominic is not an apex predator material. Like no I don't know. Have him fucking wrestle I don't know who. Just not not this. Dominic is a baby gazelle that sprained his ankle and has been separated from his mom. Yeah, it's just like way too easy. It makes sense for Randy to kill him, but not for there to be any fanfare about it. There was a moment earlier that I had forgotten about until right now when Randy was like, when Rhea and Dominic were in the ring, like when they were talking to him and Mm -hmm. he was like, I'm going to RKO you. And I thought he was talking to her and I was so excited because I was like, holy shit, are they going to wrestle? It was not to be. When she came out. a proper match. Yes, I thought she was going to demand to like take him on for ruining Damien's <sighs> moment. And I was like, fight her, fight her. That'd be incredible. Be amazing. <laughs> dad, please, dear dad, please, 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 please. We have a lot of listeners who want this. At least like 13 of 15. Over 10. We have teens of listeners. <laughs> teens. Um. Standing two countries, dad. Two (laughs) countries. So what we're talking about is that Spotify (laughs) does a wrapped for podcasters. And I mean, to be honest, I think we both thought that other than our spouses and a few very kind friends that we've been shouting into the void Mm -hmm. a little bit. And we learned that we have repeat listeners. Not very many, but we love all of you. That's really amazing. And like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I would. I encourage you to reach out to us um, because, man, we would love to know who you are. Like, this is the stage. Get on the ground floor. You can be our friends. We're lonely. Abigail makes really good turtles, like tur- those turtle cookie things. So, like, you know, just saying. If you reach out to us and you're not afraid to share your address and to eat food that I made, I'll totally make you some cookies. 100%. Wow. Are you sure you want to promise that? Yeah, that's like maximum 15 batches of cookies. <laughs> what if this is... The I can handle that. <laughs> then you know what? It's big time, baby. I'm going in the kitchen. I'm quitting my job and I'm baking some fucking cookies. Oh, man. I would cheer you on. I'm in. I'm in. Um, 
one thing I have to say about this match, uh, Randy is tastefully oiled during this match. Not like that slut Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> he probably just like grabbed Ludwig and rubbed him on him and then yes. to the ring. You're oily enough. Come here. You're going to oil me intimately. <laughs> can I just say that I'm so happy Randy's back so that we can do our Randy voices? <laughs> that sound uh, my house, nothing like him. <laughs> my household has communicated almost exclusively in the Randy voice this last past few days. <sighs> and it's been great. I have no regrets. I love it, I love it so much. Do you think they're going to send Randy to SmackDown? I don't know. Because I, I mean, like it's just SmackDown like he's just use him. Yeah, I mean, he's just on Raw. I mean, I think they could be have a really good feud with Roman Reigns, as he wants to fuck up the bloodline. And I think a lot of dudes along the way, right? Like he could really like put some people in their place. Mm-hmm. I I could see a few great rivalries for him there. So, uh, kill Logan Paul. Kill Logan Paul. Kill Austin Theory. I'm actually talking mm-hmm. about wrestling. Kill, not real life. Kill guys. Mm-hmm. I love it. Have you noticed so, Austin Paul has, uh, Logan Paul has been decidedly Brock Lesnaring? I know he does not want to come to work, which again totally relate. But dude, you make much more money than I do. You got to go to work. Yeah. These dudes, they make me feel like somebody's grandpa. Like nobody wants to work anymore. Where's that hustle, Logan Poo? Mm, oh, Logan Poo. Such Logan a burn. Poo. I burned him so bad just <laughs> he's never gonna recover. That's gonna go viral. <laughs> like your Hopefully poo. not Because I don't really want to make that many batches of cookies. <laughs> oh boy. I don't think the end of this match is a surprise to anyone. I mean, Jelly Roll gets involved, he shoves everybody, Randy loves it. And then yeah, Randy does he- love it. He throws Dom into the announce desk in this way that is truly horrible. Oh, God. Twice. Twice. Because the fans are like, one more time. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I can I do that it. for you. I will love do it. that. I love you guys. So, I mean, this is exactly what I expected. Randy puts him away yeah. with the RKO. Dom is dead. We may never yeah. see Dominic Mysterio again. R.I.P. Dom. And uh, now it's clobbering time. Yeah. Pepsi Phil. Pepsi Phil is here. We get an anticipation shot of his dressing room at one point. I feel like CM Punk looks really rejuvenated. He does. I had this funny thought about. (laughs) So, you know, he's in that horror movie. I don't. Did you ever see that horror movie? I don't know the name of it. He he did. It's a weird movie, but he did well in it, like as an actor. And I thought it would be really funny to just like go to a signing and take like your DVD or Blu-ray of that movie and be like, man, I didn't know you were a wrestler. I didn't like, love you in this movie. <laughs> he'd probably be like, what the fuck? I mean, I'd like to think he'd roll with it, but who knows? Maybe. He's It'd a be volatile man. But he's changed, Abigail. He says he's changed. He's home. This, this promo made me want to scream. I was like, this has like it felt like the fans were eating it up, which I get because they've missed him and they love him. But it felt so disingenuous. Like the only thing I thought was real when he's like, "I gotta be me." It's like you're being honest. You yeah. do. You can't be anybody but you. When he said he's feared in the industry, I'm like, mm, mm, is that true, buddy? I don't know that you're feared. I think people just find you annoying. 
if I had a new coworker that got fired from his last job for choking someone, I'd fear that person in my I industry. guess, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that doesn't happen a lot in content creation, but, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it gets violent. <laughs> gets heated. Um, I mean, he does say nice things. Like, he's changed. He says nice things about Cody's dad, who is, like, the dad of all pro wrestling, I think. He is. He is everybody's dad. When he says he's home, I'm like, you hated it here. I just found that so weird. I'm like, this seems really fakey wakey. I don't know what's going on. And he he kept talking about a wise man. Was he talking about Paul? I think he was okay. talking about him. And yeah. Okay. I was like, that's kind of clever. That was at least kind of clever. <laughs> I think CM Punk was a Paul Heyman guy for a while. Oh, was he? So, okay. I don't I remember. He was. I don't really remember. Like, I'm going to say something that will probably lose us fans. I have never been that into CM Punk. He's oh, me fine. either. I remember, I haven't seen the dude wrestle in over a decade, and I remember watching him with you in, I mean, in Indiana, and like, I didn't like him then. I was like, he's dumb. His Pepsi tattoo's dumb. <laughs> okay, but like, moment of truth, which is worse, the Pepsi tattoo or Cody's neck tattoo? Cody's neck tattoo. With all love, Cody, it's your neck tattoo. It's terrible. Your CM Punk does have the coolest entrance music, though. I love that song. It does. It's song. really great. Yeah. I feel like CM Punk is one of those people, like, I admire what he does in the ring. Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge he's great on the mic. Yep. I just, I don't care. Well, <laughs> and that's the point. He's not here to make friends. He's here to make money. Make money. Which, relatable. I mean, I get it, but it's also like it's a little cynical. Like, I feel like it's not the right kind of cynical. Well, you know I mean, I like, like, I don't know. I feel like there's two kind of people: people who've traveled the world and learned so much, and they're glad to be home with the people they love. Mm -hmm. And there's people who aren't here to make friends; they're just here to make money. Which one is it, Phil? Which is it? Yeah, it's a, it was such a weird attitude change right at the end. I'm like, was this what this was supposed to be? Like, you're just like. I'm going to say really loudly how happy I am to be here and how I love everybody, but like, psst, they don't know this one trick. <laughs> they watch Pepsi Phil's TikToks and they've learned that I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to make money. The internet wrestling community hates this one crazy trick. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was nice to hear that AJ is thriving. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. They've been married a while. Um, they have been married a while. Full disclosure, I think she's amazingly talented. Also, always found her vaguely annoying. So I hated her gimmick. I yes, she was a good wrestler, and I hated her gimmick. I remember that. I was like, why is she doing this? This is stupid and below her. She deserves so much more than that. She was in at a bad time. I mean, all the women yes. deserve so much more than that. Does she still wrestle? I don't know if she does or not. I don't either. I do really think that she came at exactly the wrong time for her level of talent. I think you know? she'd kill it now. Yes. And maybe she'll come back. Maybe we'll get a two for one. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, good for CM Punk. People were hugging him. People kissed him on the mouth. I'd like a full list of everyone who was actually that excited to see him. But mm -hmm. me too. I guess, I guess we're going to see what happens. Um, I don't know anything else about this one it was just like 
a lot this week in wrestling like two massive returns one which kind of overshadowed the other one and i'm just really wondering how they're gonna work with these two giants at the same time it's it's a big influx of big characters so yep and was there anything else about the week in wrestling at all that you'd like to touch on before we shut the shit down for another week no i don't think so i'm just looking forward to pay-per-views ahead i think that was the last one for the year um so the next one we don't have till january am i right or is there one more correct uh there's an nxt pay-per-view in december but no main roster pay-per-view until january okay i love the royal rumble i love the royal rumble it is like it's the super bowl for me it's the oscars it's like every big thing in one Mm -hmm. someday i'm gonna go someday it's always around my birthday so someday i'm gonna go maybe maybe the big 5-0 i'll go we'll see well i believe in you and i know you're gonna get there that's 25 years out so it's gonna be a while (laughs) you know what if you persevere Mm -hmm. you can do anything for a quarter century anything exactly also before we uh close things down tonight uh big congratulations to alexa bliss and her husband ryan cabrera on welcoming baby hendrix rouge into the world hendrix rouge wow oh i bet that's a cute baby because alexa bliss is an aggressively cute person they could be besties with uh corey and carmela's baby it's just it's like baby season it is baby season well you happy know. baby season so on that note uh thank you once again for listening to wrestling is for girls uh whether you're tuning in for the first time or you've been with us since the very beginning we are really truly grateful for everyone who has given us a chance and stuck with this constantly evolving consistently unhinged podcast if you would like to listen to some of our older episodes you can always find them on our website wrestlingisforgirls.com you can also check us out on apple podcasts and spotify uh, we post new episodes once a week unless tragedy strikes. So you can always find us there. Have a wonderful week. And for God's sake, make sure your kilt is actually fastened before you get into a fight. 